Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Fragile Tarot Podcast. This is your resident card slinger, Susanna, here with 2020's first episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. As I start a new year with all of you, I just think again about how grateful I am that there are people who enjoy listening to me talk and ramble about all this stuff. I um, I just really wanted to say that I appreciate everyone who's listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been listening for years. So thank you. I was deciding what to do this episode on, and I have a few ideas. Um, I do have a, a Google Forms link that Ari put together for me that has a little form that you can fill out with ideas. I'll be posting that again on my Facebook, the Anti-Fragile Tarot Facebook page, if you want to check that out. But the episode that I've been meaning to record, I didn't get around to doing a second episode in December, oops, was one that I think is still quite relevant as we go into the new year. My friend Diana suggested that I do an episode on delivering hard news with tarot cards. And that's something that any of us who do readings for other people, and even for ourselves, but mostly those of us who do readings for other people, need to figure out a way around. You know, not every tarot card reading is going to be full of love and light and fluffy puppies. Sometimes, sometimes very often, tarot card readings are difficult to handle. They tell us things that we don't want to acknowledge. They tell us that it's time for us to let go of something we've been holding on to. They tell us that there are things that we are wasting our time with. They tell us that pain is coming up, that change is coming up and is inevitable. And sometimes they tell us that it's time for us to slow our roll, you know, Get our, get our heads straight, put in the work. A lot of readings that I do say to put in the work. Uh, and often enough, people really are receptive to getting feedback. A lot of the time, if someone's getting a tarot card reading, it's because they want input and feedback and they want to make changes and they want things to work out. But... Sometimes people aren't, especially if you're doing like an event kind of thing. You're not just getting private clients. You're actually getting like a, like at a festival or a market where people are coming by. You know, not everyone started that day thinking, oh, I'm going to go get a tarot card reading. It's a little different than when people book you specifically. If they're just kind of out and about and they say, oh, there's a tarot card reader. You know, it could be fun. And I do like to remind people that I, I find tarot to be fun still. Um, I try to make it fun, especially if I can tell that someone's not in the mood for a super dark and hard-hitting kind of reading. You know, not everyone's looking to do some shadow work on a random Saturday. I mean, a lot of us are, but most, most people are not. Most people, they see a tarot card reader and they say, oh, that could be fun. Let me, let me add some spice to my Saturday, you know? And, you know, what do you do if, if you are doing a reading for someone and, and it's negative? 
Um, I have approached this from a few different perspectives in my time. Now, something to consider is that before I ever did tarot card reading professionally, I had a lot of experience in customer service. I had like a decade of experience in in pharmacy retail, so like working at a CVS, and I also work in healthcare, uh, very and and always in very people facing roles, uh, never behind the scenes, never administrative, very like hands on. So you learn pretty quickly how to read a room when you're doing client facing roles. Or you don't, and you fail. Um, or you just suck, and you make everyone's days and lives worse. Um, I try not to. Uh, one of the one of the things that I've always done well, and I have I have plenty of uh, things I need to work on. But one of the things I've always, you know, gotten complimented on is is my my attitude, my customer service attitude. So I'm pretty good at that. Um, another thing that my coworkers often tell me is that I have a very calming presence. You know, if, if there's a crisis happening or someone needs to get some bad news or some potentially bad news, I'm pretty good at phrasing things and framing things in a way that it's easier to understand and grapple with. So going into being a professional tarot card reader, I already had some of that skill set under my belt. But I'm sure that adding in reading cards about five years ago now, I mean, I've been reading cards for way longer than five years, but I think I, I started my card reading, um, well, I sort of started it in late 2015, but it didn't really take off until 2016. So yeah, I guess we can technically say that Antifragile Tarot is uh, almost five years old now. It was late 2015. Um, but I didn't start doing it in person until 2016 when I got my dentures. Anyway, um, I do think that having yet another uh, very you know people-centered job where I have to deliver this kind of news is something that's helped me in my other jobs. Um, but okay, step number one, read the room. When you're doing a card reading for somebody, try to match their energy. What do I mean by that? Actually, in healthcare, they often say to be two steps above someone else's energy to um, to sort of just raise the mood a little bit. I mean, there's there's absolutely circumstances where that's not remotely appropriate. But for the most part, you know, if someone is a little subdued, you can be a little bit peppier than them. Um you know, if it's, if it's a typical thing, if you're not delivering, a, you know, you're not telling someone that their loved one is dying or that they have a, you know, terminal diagnosis or something. Those are situations where you're going to want to uh, try to really match where they're at. But kind of the same thing with a tarot card reading. You know, someone comes up to your table and let's let's say this is like at an event, but this this could be you know a, applied pretty broadly. This could be someone who's approaching you on the internet for a reading. Um, try to match what someone seems to be asking for. So you know if someone is like, hey, you know, curious about cards and one of my cards read, you know, do a simple reading for them. 
don't overcomplicate it. Don't try to get showy and, you know, don't, uh, don't take this as an opportunity to like delve deep into their psyche. But, you know, just be like, oh, okay, they they just want something simple, relatively surface level, little introductory reading. But if someone comes up to you and says, you know, well, I'm, I'm really going through it. I just got broken up with. I just lost my job. I don't understand why things aren't getting better. I really need some guidance here. You know, that's where you can maybe get a little bit more in depth and say, okay, so I, you know, I, I hear where you're coming from. I acknowledge, you know, you got all this stuff going on. Now, the cards say that this is one way that you can deal with that and maybe you need to focus on blah, 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 blah. You know, just really, really matching that energy. And that is step one, no matter what. Um, whether they're in having a great day and having the time of their lives or whether, you know, they seem like they need a little bit of extra hand-holding. Um, and also, is you know, as far as reading the room, know your audience. Um, something that I like to do when I'm reading is find out if the person I'm doing a reading for is familiar with tarot because there's a lot more explaining that I'm going to do if someone has no idea what any of these things mean and what a tarot card is, barely. Like they may have some vague idea. Whereas if I'm doing a reading for someone who's a reader themselves, I can forego a lot of that explanation. I can forego saying, well, this is a minor arcana card and you have a lot of these. And instead of focusing on the mechanics, I can really get into the messages that are at play. So that's super helpful when doing this. Uh, And you also get a sense of, hopefully, you get a sense of the kind of communication style someone has. And you can get that pretty quickly just in an introduction. Um, you know, take in, take in a lot of factors about somebody, you know, look at their outfit, listen to the words that they use. You know, there are people that I'll be very formal with, and then there's people that I will use slang with. And it really depends on, on what I read them as. And some people, I, I can't read anything, nothing. Some people, it's like, I have no idea what's going to be useful for you. And in that case, I usually defer to fairly formal, you know, trying to leave a good impression. Um, I don't go digging if I can't read someone. Like that's, I'm sure that's like a cold reading technique. And I I haven't really looked into cold reading myself. I know I've touched on it a time or two in some episodes. But, you know, I'm sure some cold reading techniques here would be very useful. Um, But that's not, again, that's not what I do. So, um. I do want to clear the air here. I'm not saying do cold reading, although I'm not even necessarily saying it's always a bad thing. What I am saying is, um, you know, again, just some very basic people principles that have nothing to do with tarot itself can be super duper useful for you. And this can also be applied when you do know the person that you're doing the reading for. I mean, obviously, if you know someone very well, you will... You know, you, you won't need to go and ask if they're familiar with tarot or, you know, what kind of reading they're looking for. They'll, they'll probably be telling you that up front. But you'll still want to see what kind of mood they're in. You'll hopefully know your friend enough to know whether or not they need a little bit of extra 
guidance and, and love right now or if they really need some like smack in the face wake up call kind of reading. So uh, a little caveat there. Part of why I don't like to read for myself is because I am definitely very hard on myself. I am my own worst enemy. If one more person at my job tells me to stop being so hard on myself, and those are the words that everyone uses, I'm going to scream. Um, so, you know, I don't read for myself that often, but you can also apply some of these things to reading for yourself, I guess. I just feel like most people tend to be a little bit more honest with themselves uh, than they might be if they read about bad news for someone else. So, you know, we need to navigate that. Um, all right. So obviously that's all stuff that's like has nothing to do with actually getting to reading the cards, right? So this is all just very basic, like know your audience, read the room, figure out what your approach is going to be. And that's also going to help guide you no matter what you're trying to tell someone. Um, in some ways, I'm actually more hesitant to give a happy reading because what if I'm totally off base? What if someone's like really going through it and I'm telling them that everything is fine and great and, you know, you have the sun and the four of wands and, you know, strength and everything is hunky-dory and actually everything is terrible. Um, so I do try to take kind of a middle ground regardless, especially if I don't know anything about the person or their situation or what's up. Like if someone just wants a real general reading from me, no info, no focus, no nothing, I do try to take a, a more neutral approach. I find that that works a lot better for me. Um, and I just feel better about the quality of reading that I'm giving if I'm doing that. I don't like doing extreme readings, you know. I always try to remind people I'm not doing tarot card readings to show off my skill. I'm not doing it to make you go, ooh, she's a psychic. I do tarot card readings to help people. You know, people like getting their cards read. They like that insight. They like that perspective. And um, that's what I'm there to help facilitate and provide. I have a few skills. I have, you know, the skill set of knowing tarot cards very well after a very long time of reading with them. I have a lot of these these people skill sets, um, and that's I also have writing skill sets, so I know how to look at disparate elements and put them together. So, um, that's where I'm coming from, and that's why I'm not trying to give any sweeping pronouncements with my tarot card readings. Uh, I feel like if I, I, so I feel a couple of things. I do feel like there are some, you know, really predatory readers who will use those those very uh, polarizing readings, those, those very big, sweeping, dramatic up or down readings to get that, that wow factor from people and, and stoke their own egos and hopefully get someone hooked for coming back. Um, but I also do think that there is a lot of pressure on tarot card readers and not not predatory ones, not charlatans, but like honest tarot card readers. There is a lot of pressure for us to deliver something that's more in line with media representations or fantasies about what a tarot card reading can be. A lot of the time they're kind of boring and mundane. 
a lot of the time it's you've got some more self-work to do, bud. You know, it's not exciting and earth-shattering. It's maybe you should put in some effort on this. Maybe you should make some tangible investments into your happiness. Sounds fake, but okay. You know, so that's something to consider. Um, one way or the other, and, and this is going to lead into what I'm, you know, going to go into more some more nitty gritty. Don't feel pressured into giving a reading or a, a type of reading that you're not comfortable doing. And that isn't honoring the truth of the reading. If you have a really boring reading, don't feel pressured into making it sound dramatic. If you have a really uh, intense reading, acknowledge that it's intense. And, and again, we're, I'm going to go into some more specifics in a second. But you can acknowledge that it's an intense one without necessarily saying it's all doom and gloom. But don't say, oh, everything's fine when you've drawn the Tower and the Ten of Swords and the Five of Cups. Like, don't say, oh, everything's everything's great here. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to lie to people who are coming to us for a reading. Even if someone, all right, so let's let's give a hypothetical here. Let's say someone sits down with you and they say, oh my God, I just started this relationship. I'm so into this person. Everything seems great. I just want a reading about it. I don't know. Everything is just wonderful and I'm so happy and I think this is the person for me and I want a reading on it. And you do your reading and you're like, okay, yay. And you're hoping as you're shuffling that you're going to like get the two of cups and you're going to get the lovers and you're going to get the four of wands and you're going to get the sun. And then none of those things happen. What do you get? You get the tower. You get the seven of swords, which is all about sneakiness. You get I don't know, let's say two of cups reverse even. If you do reversals and you like the reversal thing, I don't know. you know, you get all these cards. And and let's let's throw in something more neutral there. Let's say you get the two of pentacles as well. So you've got this like absolute horror show of a reading for someone who's sitting there super excited and happy about this relationship. What do you do when you have these terrible, terrible cards sitting there? So the first thing you do is you remind them that tarot cards are not set in stone. And again, this is something that um, I suppose does vary from, from reader to reader and person to person. I know that I have a very specific and relatively non-committal style of reading. I recognize that some people do view tarot cards as a lot more I don't want to say serious because I definitely take my readings seriously. Um, they, they view them as more accurate no matter what than I do. I, I take everything with a grain of salt unless it's something that is absolute, undeniable, empirical proof. Um, tarot cards are not. Tarot cards are a glimpse. They're a perspective. I don't feel that my hand is being guided by the divine when I'm doing a reading, you know? So that's something to take into account. But assuming that your style of reading is more like my style of reading, we're going to operate under that assumption and go on from there. So first thing you do is remind whoever you're reading for, listen, don't panic. I know these cards look scary. This is not set in stone. And this may be more to do with your own feelings than 
an outcome. However, here's some things that you might want to be aware of for the good of this relationship. Um, and, you know, then you, you look at those cards. So, again, so what did I say? I said the Tower. I said the Seven of Swords. I said Reverse, Two of Cups, and Two of Pentacles. So that's like big, crazy change, undeniable, potentially catastrophic. You've got that Seven of Swords, which is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Um, you've got the Reverse Two of Cups, which is unhealthy partnerships. And you have the Two of Pentacles, which is about balance. And is often about balancing relationship and other commitments, in my experience. Um, so, now you could just look at that and go, oh, honey, this doesn't look good. That tower, you know, that this, is, this isn't going to last. This is going to just totally mess up your whole life. And he's totally cheating on you and being sneaky. And this is not a healthy partnership and you need to go put your energy somewhere else and balance that out. You could say that and it may or may not even be accurate. Who knows? This is a totally hypothetical reading anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But I think a more useful approach is to say, okay, so no matter how great a relationship is, there are always going to be issues in any relationship, no matter how perfect and divine it seems now. You know, here's some things that you might want to focus on. Something else that you can do is say, I don't know if this reading is specifically about the question you asked or if it has some tangential relationship to it. For example, the tower in this reading could mean something different than the relationship is going to be shaken up. And whether it's because this person is in this relationship that, I don't know, they get into a big fight with one of their friends or they lose their job and they, it winds up affecting the relationship. Um, you know, something like that. That's another valid way to read it. You're not sugarcoating it, but you're also not assuming that the cards mean something specific because tarot cards are, they're metaphors. It's often a very imprecise and imperfect way to look at something. So particularly if you're not using, like, like I don't use um, set positions for my readings a lot of the time these days. I mostly just lay the cards down and see how they're interacting. So especially if you are doing that, it's uh, a lot more difficult to say for sure what a specific card is alluding to. I find it to be a more useful way to read cards personally, but not everyone does. And I, I do like a set reading sometimes. But, uh, you know, so again, you, you need to deliver what the cards are saying, but I would just go, I would go out of my way to make sure you're not making any very specific pronouncements unless you have a very good reason to believe that you're right about it. You know, so again, how would you interpret that? Not just, oh my God, oh no, he's cheating on you, everything's terrible. Well, you could say, all right, so the tower here indicates that there's going to be a big change in your life, maybe not altogether welcome, and it might affect your relationship. I'm not sure if the relationship is the cause of it or not. Um, hard for me to say with tarot cards, but you know, you do need to be prepared for that. You also need to be prepared for 
either someone taking advantage of you or someone else feeling like you're the one who's trying to get one one over on them. Because that's often a way that I read that Seven of Swords. I often read it as you're giving the appearance of being selfish to somebody. So, you know, beware of interpersonal relationships that are not healthy for you. If this relationship suddenly turns unhealthy, that's something to look out for. But that reverse two of cups may or may not even be about this relationship. Again, it could be, you know, a friendship that you realize is not actually healthy when you're in a happy relationship and your friend is miserable and hates everything because they're jealous or they're harboring a thing for you. I don't know. Um, but that two of pentacles at the end does, does kind of even this out one way or the other because it is a sign that you really do need to make sure that no matter how head over heels in love you are, you do need to have a balance here. And that's what's going to help you if some things do go down in the relationship because you haven't put literally all of your eggs in this basket. So you see the difference there? One of them is super fatalistic, makes this person feel like, oh my God, this tarot card reader just told me everything's going to be terrible. I'm going to go and break up with this guy right now. The second one, I mean, depending on your person, may still have that effect, but that's not because of how you did the reading. That's because of how they got your message. But the second one leaves a lot more room for some actionable items. It leaves a lot more hope, which is pretty crucial in a tarot card reading. And it um, it just overall is, is a less dramatic way to conduct a tarot card reading and leaves a lot more room for someone to add in their own ideas about what it could be referring to. And maybe it, maybe it will make them realize that there's something wrong with the thing that they're so happy about. Um, you need to be even gentler if someone comes to you with something that they're concerned about and scared about and you get a reading that's not reassuring. Um, when doing that, sometimes you need to tell someone, listen, you told me that this sucked going into it. And the cards don't have a lot of reassurance to offer, but we're going to look at some of the brighter sides of this. We're going to look at what you can do about some of it. We're going to look at the upsides of difficult times. So if someone's like, you know, I'm in this job and I really, I really don't like it, but I can't find anything else and I'm not making any headway with my applications. What do I do? And you pull... The Five of Cups, which is about not being able to see the good because you're so focused on the bad. And you draw the devil. And you draw... I'm literally making this up as I'm doing this, by the way. Um, all right, so say you have the Five of Cups and you have the devil. And you have the um, Five of Wands. Awesome. So first of all, when you get a lot of fives in the reading, you get a lot of chaos, right? Um, so you get that reading and you go, okay, well, I see what your concerns are. Um, now, again, let's, let's do some bad versus some good. So you tell them, yep, you're screwed. You're just super unsatisfied and you're in this toxic environment and you're just going to keep fighting and it's just going to drain you. And that's it. Sorry, you're, you're screwed. Not helpful. Not helpful. 
It's not helpful. You really, really need to, again, engage people. Give them something actionable they can take away from your reading. Give them some hope, even in a hopeless situation. Because all you can really do is help guide someone to make changes within themselves and change their perspective. Some things we can't actually do a whole lot about. You know, you can't actually um, make a job give you money or make a job give you a better work environment or make a job give you a job. Um, All you can do is kind of change your perspective sometimes. You can put in as many applications as you want and, and do all that mundane, awesome stuff that you need to do. But at the end of the day, sometimes... If nothing else is working, you just have to try to reframe it in your head. And I'm not saying it's going to fix the situation, but hopefully it can take some of the edge off so you can keep working through your stuff. So, and what did I say? It was five of cups, the devil, five of wands. So instead of telling someone, yep, this sucks, you're screwed, everything's terrible, you can say, all right, so what I'm seeing here is that you are so focused on what's going wrong that you you don't realize that you do have a lot that's good. Maybe you're not going to be able to get that from your job. Maybe you need to look to other areas of your life. What are you still grateful for that you're ignoring because you're so focused on how miserable this job search is? You know, do you have relationships that are really flourishing? Do you have some creative things that you're getting done? Is your health better than it's been? You know, Ask someone to really look at the positives in their life, even though you may not be able to give them something positive about this situation. So the devil, yes, you know, you tell someone, listen, I, I heard you. You're, you're dealing with this toxic environment. You're dealing with this, you know, you feel like you have this obligation or you have these other circumstances that make it so that you have to, uh, you know, deal with people or do things that you really don't want to be doing. Or maybe you're relying on some really toxic coping mechanisms to get through this. Um, the only thing I can tell you is, is to really watch that. You know, try try not to engage. And that brings us to our next card, that five of wands. I like, you know, I always say that that card's like the comments section on Facebook or on a website. It, you have engagement, but that can very quickly turn toxic and draining. So advise them. You know, sometimes you do have to engage, but try to take that step back when you can. Try not to engage if you realize it's going to be unproductive. And maybe those steps are going to help you while you're waiting for something to get better. I wish there was more I could do to tell you that this was immediately going to get better. But right now, all we can focus on is how you're going to get through it. So you see how I took those cards and I didn't change their meanings at all. But I told someone, so here's what the cards are are showing is happening. And here's what you can do about it. There's a big difference there. So I think a lot of, again, a lot of it is framing. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there and tell someone, oh yeah, you know, Ten of Swords is super positive. It's actually a really good thing. There have been times where I've gotten the Ten of Swords, which is someone with Ten Swords in their back. It's kind of like the card of everything is done. Ultimate worst thing has happened. Now the upside of it is that you can actually start to let it go because if you stop worrying over it, it's done. It's not going to hurt you anymore. But that is that is like a silver lining. That's not, it doesn't make it a positive card. 
there are times where it can be somewhat positive. Like, sometimes if someone wants that closure, that's a helpful card to have pop up. But, um, yeah, again, so we're just going to, we're kind of coming up on more than half an hour, which is good because at the beginning of this episode, I wasn't sure if I could ramble on for this long. Um, you know, just really try to figure out, read your, read your room, read your audience, know how you're going to approach them. Are you going to be giving them some tough love? Are you going to be giving them some sugar to make this medicine go down? What approach is the person you're reading for going to need? And again, if you don't know them and you have no idea, I would, I would default to fairly neutral. Um, try to match the energy. Try to give them actionable stuff instead of just saying, yep, this sucks. You know, tell them, yeah, okay, so this isn't, this isn't very positive and this is pretty intense, but we're going to use these intense messages to help you figure out something that you can do to maybe make it easier for you to handle if and when these things happen or if and when you're exposed to these kinds of situations or people. Um, you know, leave them with something actionable. Leave them with something that can help, help them reframe their perspective. Uh, don't invalidate their concerns. You know, let's say someone comes to you with something difficult and you get all positive cards. You get like the sun and the four of wands and the star. Um, you tell someone, okay, so things really, things really suck right now, but I think that they're going to start coming up for you. Uh, it may not feel like it, but it's time for you to really look at some of the positive things that are happening and appreciate how far you've come. Even if you don't really feel like it, uh, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it a little bit. So, yeah, it's another tactic that you can take. Um, the other thing I would say is I would advise against pulling too many clarifying cards if your reading was difficult. I've sometimes pulled a clarifying card if I really did feel like the reading needed another card to round it out. But sometimes that really backfires. Sometimes I get an even worse card or I get an even more confusing card. That doesn't really add much. And sometimes that's what I tell people too. I'm like, well, that didn't add anything. So I think we just need to take this message as it is. Uh, and, but sometimes it is helpful. Sometimes it is something that's a little bit more positive and says, all right, at the end of it, here's something else we can consider. Uh, but I, I would advise against pulling extra cards just to try to make the reading more positive. Not every reading is going to be shiny and full of rainbows. Sometimes they're going to suck. Human, human life sucks sometimes. And most people getting a tarot card reading are not coming to you because things are happy. Again, sometimes they are, especially when you're doing a market event or, you know, your friend finds out that you read cards and just wants to see what they have to say. But a lot of the time people are going to a tarot card reader because they know already that they have an issue and they have a problem and they want some feedback. So that's where you really have to, you have to read your audience there and figure out, do they want a little slap in the face or do they need some handholding here? And go from there. And if someone is like, no, I can handle it, trust me, dig in a little deeper if you need to, if that's what the cards are saying. But just please never, ever, you know, try to make the cards sound like they're better than they are. You can put a more neutral or positive spin on something while acknowledging it's still a difficult card in a difficult circumstance 
without negating the meaning of it. And that's a really important balance. And that's not something that I would expect someone to be able to do immediately either. So if you're fairly new to reading tarot cards, um, don't beat yourself up over having some trouble verbalizing it. You know, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the most experienced people. Sometimes you just draw a blank and you put your foot in your mouth. It happens. All right. I feel like I could actually talk about this for so much longer. Eventually, I really do need to write a book about tarot. Uh, a few of you have been talking about it, especially people who got the Phantasmio Cat and Candy Nightmare deck and uh, read my little booklet that came with it. Uh, a few people have been asking me to start considering writing a, a full-fledged book, and maybe I will one of these days when I'm not doing 16 other things. So, you know, that sounds like never. Um, but I would not expect that in 2020. Maybe I'll start working on it, though. Who knows? All right. Thank you again to everyone listening. Uh, it really means a lot to me that there are people who listen. I really didn't feel like recording anything today. I've been kind of in a funk. And I got reminded that there's people who are excited to get a new episode. And that is still amazing and terrifying to me. So thank you again for listening. Um, a really huge shout out to my Patreon patrons. If you are listening and you are one of the people who recently canceled, it is okay. We all just spent, or most of us just spent way too much money on the holidays. Money's tight. It's okay. I understand. Um, but to those of you who are my Patreon patrons, thank you so, so much. This podcast is really made possible by people who give me that little bit of extra money, help with my hosting fees, and help give me a little bit of extra breathing room so I don't have to spend every second hustling and can do things like this instead. Um, thank you to anyone who follows me on social media. Uh, if you can't afford to follow me on Patreon, even a dollar a month gets you all that good access, but uh, just follow me on social media. Follower counts matter. More followers someone has, the more reach we have. So I'm Antifragile Tarot on Facebook. I'm Antifragile Tarot on Instagram. I'm Antifragile Card on Twitter, which I don't use all that often, but sometimes I'm on there. Um, and you can always email me. I'm AntifragileTarot at gmail.com. I love your emails. They really, really keep me going. Um, and please pop over to my Facebook, drop a thing in the Google form I'm going to post again, or send me an email with your ideas of what you'd like to hear me talk about. I do still plan to interview my friend who's the sight of hand magician. And I have a couple other interviews I want to get done this year. It's just getting people together can be a hard thing to do. Um, so we're going to make that all happen. Uh, but thank you again for the bottom of my heart. I'm also relaunching my Etsy soon. Got some cool stuff coming on there. Um, all right. Thank you again. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you have a witchy and or wonderful day. And I will be back on the 15th with a new episode. I promise. Bye.